Bismillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala alhamdulillah we give thanks and show gratitude to our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of his blessings to baraka wa ta'ala may Allah jalla jalalu give us tawfiq in all of our different affairs and may the meanings of this blessed celebration of not only the birth but the life and the legacy of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that be a means for our very hearts to come to life and may we implement the words of Allah Jalla Jalalu Kul bi fadlillahi wa bi rahmatihi fa bi dhalika fal yafrahu say that in the that bounty of Allah and in His mercy and that let them rejoice there's nothing greater to rejoice in and the beautiful thing about our deen is that this is a divine command fal yafrahu is that we're commanded to rejoice we're commanded to be happy but our happiness is in recognizing the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. How can we not be happy when we really think about all of our blessings? How can we not be happy? And that this is a part of gratitude is that yes, that we are happy that for the blessings themselves, because a ni'mah is kulama bihi or biha. A blessing is anything that is brings pleasure to you. Right? But is that the greatest pleasure of all is the spiritual pleasure that comes from recognizing is that the giver of blessings has singled you out with a blessing. That is that much more pleasurable than actually the pleasure that is associated with the blessing itself. Is that having that ta'zim for the mun'im and exalting the giver of blessings subhanahu wa ta'ala and that exalting the blessing itself insofar as it is a gift from the mun'im and that this is why is that the righteous who came before us is that their way was to praise Allah immensely even for the smallest of blessings because in reality that you don't really call any blessing small you might call it subtle because you have ni'am kabira and you don't really say you have ni'am saghira maybe you could possibly use that word but it's their ni'am daqiqa they're subtle blessings but even in, with the subtle blessing when you see it being from Allah you see it as something that is great. And uh, this is the way of the people who came before us. And so these gatherings, one of the primary purposes of them is it so that we have at least one opportunity a week to bring these great beloved emotions to the heart and states of heart to the heart so that we can that expose ourselves to the sweet breezes of Allah Ta'ala's mercy. That inshallah Ta'ala what we are going to do and that much time has passed since we first started this project and so we're going to reintroduce it and remind ourselves because it's been that a long time, probably about eight months since we first spoke about this. So we're due for a reminder. The next series of that sessions that are associated with the, the uh, Mawlid al-Sharif, we'll, we're going to be looking at the book of Kitab al-Futuwa of that Imam al-Sulami. And we're going to go through little by little all of these great meanings that are associated with Futuwa. And to put this into context, is that that futua is roughly translated as that spiritual chivalry. And we're going to first analyze tonight to kind of prepare the way, and we'll see if we actually get to one of the first traits or the introduction of his book or not. If not, that we will next week, inshallah, get right into it. It is that one of the most important traits of all, that really is not just a trait, that it is a methodology, it's a way of life, if you will as we will see. And that when we start to understand these meanings of Futuwa, which have Quranic roots, as we will show, is that it's really by living in this way 
is that we can live the solution to many of the problems that we are pointing out that exist in the modern world. Instead of just talking about it, that the idea of futuwa, the concept of futuwa, or you could say the reality of futuwa, is a reality of a way of being that in many ways is diametrically opposed to some of the worst tendencies that exist today within the human being. And that when we start to see that what this means in terms of service of others, and a deflation of the view of one's own self and of giving preference to others over one's own self. You'll start to see how that this ever so rampant disease of narcissism is that this really is the solution. Is that everything that we talk about, the upcoming generation, everything that we want them to have and all the traits that we want them to acquire, they're all embedded in this concept of futur. It really is one of the most important that concepts that the scholars have transmitted that over the centuries. And if we can come to understand it, and sometimes the only way to do it is to hammer into your heart, day in and day out, week after week, we're going to continually use this word, and we'll translate it first a few times, but then we're just going to use the word futuwa, so that we start the approaching our lives from the standpoint of futuwa. Because all of the great things that you find the companions of the Prophet did, is that you could include it in this understanding of futuwa. And that this is why is that so much emphasis was placed on it throughout the centuries, even to this day, one of the students of that our teacher, that Sayyid Muhammad bin Abdullah al-Aydaroos, he himself compiled recently a book about Futuwa. So this tradition is still exists to this very day, and it's still transmitted. And generally speaking, is that those that incline towards this way are those that give that precedence to living a life of spirituality. Because these are the true signs that, that one has been impacted by all of these spiritual practices that we're doing, is that the traits that then emanate from them, from them and what it is that they do in relation to other people. And so, by way of analyzing the word itself, is that the word fata can have three basic meanings. The first is, and this is of course lexically speaking in relation to the Arabic language, the first is, it's, it's a young man, a fata is a young man. And literally it's at Tari Minishabab. And so it's a that young man who has that is literally fresh, although you don't say that, but the word Tari means fresh. In other words, is that they are youthful in the sense of their vigor. Is that they have a lot of energy that they can then dedicate towards things. And that this meaning is referred to in Surah Al Kahf as the base meaning whereby which then we extract some of the spiritual and religious dimensions, in whom fityatun, which is the plural of fata, fitya. Indeed, they were young men, amanu birabbihim, whom believed in their Lord, wazidnahum huda, and we increase them in guidance. So the first basic meaning is that a fata is a young man. And then the second is, it means a servant. So in Surah Yusuf, with the Imra'at al-Aziz, the Potiphar's wife, what did she say? Turawidu fataha. Is that she was trying to seduce her servant. But the word here is fata. Fataha, her servant. So that it could be used as an actual servant, but then when we that point to its religious meaning, as we'll bring it all back to this, is that it has that the meaning of that being in a state of service of other people. And then the third is, is it means a generous and courageous person. A generous and courageous person. And so these three basic meanings, the idea of 
that being a young man is that this is associated really that not just with actually being young in age but the youthfulness of the spirit the physical body ages but the spirit does not age in the way that the spirit in the way that the physical body ages is that you could have someone who is old outwardly but their spirit is very much alive and that in a sense it is akin to that youthfulness that outward energy that people have is that they have that energy at the level of the spirit in relation to how they devote themselves to Allah Ta'ala and as we already mentioned in terms of being a servant is that they take this upon themselves to that live a life of service in all of the great people who have ever walked on the face of this earth all of them without exception that lived a life of service of some sort and usually it was service to other people in most case scenarios it was service of other people sometimes it was done by way of worship when there wasn't too many interactions but that was rare almost all of them that live lives of service to people and even with worship it is in a sense an indirect service to people because by having worshipers which we all need and there are plenty of examples of archetypes from the prophetic people of people who worshiped a lot and spent a lot of time alone one of the greatest examples is Abu Dhar al-Ghifari and the Prophet ﷺ mentioned him is that you are going to live alone and um, that these people are needed and that tribulations are warded off from the Ummah by virtue of the worship of these people and then the idea of generosity and courage is that all of the sub-meanings of Futua stem from generosity and courage if you have these two great traits is that they will ultimately lead to a long list of other traits as well courage and generosity these are two of the most important traits of all and this is why one of the many words in the Arabic language that we have for generosity is karam and the very word that we use itself for good character is makaram and akhlaq so it's in other in other words is that by having a generous presence and a generous heart and having this great trait of generosity is that you are in a sense having that great trait that underlies that all of the individual traits of character and so what we could say then is this word has come to mean the metaphorical youth associated with the life of the spirit and that everything that we do outwardly that leads to that and it is also closely related to a, another Arabic word, that fatia, and that you would use this in the sense that to cease or to refrain from doing something. So part, part of futuwa is that you refrain from doing things that would be unbecoming of someone who was supposed to be in the service of others. And that this that took many different forms, and there's many different ways that this can that manifest but there are certain things a person of futu would never do and part of that is is preferring an example of that would be preferring themselves over other people is that that helping themselves first before helping other people and that this is very much that part of futuwa and then if we look at many definitions that were then given by scholars is that we have a plethora of definitions and that all of them touch on aspects of Futuwa. But for the details which are important, we're going to just look at a few. 
and then that offer that look at Imam Sulimi's definition now and then will come in the book and then that tie it together with a very comprehensive way that Imam al-Haddad radiallahu ta'ala anhu that presents these meanings of futuwa. And so that the definition of Khawaja Abdullah Ansari is that he says, it's focusing on your faults in seeing yourself as having no rights over others. Focusing on your faults in seeing yourself as having no rights over others. Imam al-Rojani, he said, to prefer creation over yourself in relation to this world and the afterlife. So if you just look at that and you look at what you're taught in school, you look at what you're taught in social media, look at what you're taught in all of these different ways that people are learning, getting dragged into that nothing other than that deeply narcissistic tendencies. Is that trying to get yours? I got to get mine, right? And all of these other ways that we speak about this in that colloquial language or in other ways of expressing it all is indicating the same thing. And unfortunately, oftentimes, the systems that exist and are prevalent reward some of the worst tendencies in the human being. Some of the worst tendencies are rewarded. Sometimes it is that multinational corporation that is operating upon that sheer greed and has caused havoc and, re- and destruction to many people that in different places in the world. And because that they're not in our local newspaper, or we're not in our, it's in not in our Facebook feed, or we're not watching the news, and it's probably not even in the news, we have no idea what is happening as we buy their product in the store, and portions of those proceeds are going to the oppression to many people that in different places in the world. This is part and parcel of the world that we live in. You don't have to that look too far to understand that. And the more and more that you realize that, the more and more you realize in many ways you're trapped in a system, however, is that we still have to try to do our best. Another, that definition. Living virtuously without attribution to the self. So that is a bit more of a spiritual meaning. And then there's a few others that we all translate from the Arabic. Aslad Futuwa, the foundation of Futuwa, the spiritual chivalry. And Yukun al-Abd Abadan fi Amri Ghayra is that the servant is always that attending to the affairs of others in service of other people. Imam Hadith al-Muhasabi says, Al-Futuwa an tunsif wa la tantasif. That it's that you are just in relation to others, but you never demand your rights. Imam al-Fudayl ibn Iyad, he says, Al-Futuwa as-Safhu an atharat al-Ikhwan. Is that you learn to that pardon, overlook the slip-ups of your brothers. If someone slips up and they make a mistake, and that you that focus upon that, that, that's not a sign that you are a truly spiritually chivalrous person. You have something you need to work on in your heart because we all make mistakes. And what brother would be left? Which brother does not have atharat that hasn't slipped up and made mistakes? And Imam al-Junaid says, Al-Futuwa kafful adha. It is to refrain from harming other people. Wabadhla nada in being that generous towards others. And then they give other examples as well that relate to giving. Is that it's that you don't run away 
when that someone's coming to ask you for something, and not just for money, for something else. Is it for two that you don't run away? And that there are many other that definitions that they give as well, but they really all center around this idea of selflessness. And that if we would say, moving towards the definition, I want to just quote now uh, the definition of Imam al-Sulami, as that he says, Know that futuwa means following the ordinances of perfect devotion, leaving all evil, and attaining in action and in thought the best of visible and hidden good conduct. Every condition, every moment demand from you one aspect of futuwa. Look what he says. Every condition and every moment demand from you one aspect of futuwa. There is no state or time without that demand. There is a futuwa fit for your behavior toward Allah, another toward the Prophet, and others towards his companions, yet others towards the pure ones of the past, your shaykh, your brotherhood, and the two angels on your shoulders who keep the accounting of your deeds. So in other words, is that there are... That, uh, put the shaykh in front, please. And so there is, that in all of our different estates, is that there are that ways that we respond in a way, all of which can be seen from the lens of Futuwa. And so what we can then conclude from this is, is that we can say that Futuwa is it's a way of being. It's a way that we carry ourselves. It's a way of acting. It's a way of interacting with others. And it is rooted in courage, generosity, and in humility. And its hallmark is departure for oneself in preference of others. This is the hallmark of Futua. Is that you prefer other people over your own self. And this is the highest state of generosity. They prefer others over their own selves, even if they be in need. Even if they be in need. And then, as a composite of the prophetic way, it is a prerequisite of the ulama have said of wilaya, of that attaining the state of wilaya with Allah Taala. And this is not referring here to the wilaya amma, the general state of wilaya that all believers have. This is wilaya khasa, a special state of wilaya, because that the wali is the one man amuruhu. He is the one who is constantly in a state of obedience, and therefore is that. The Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken over his affairs. And there are a lot of that other uh, virtues that we could speak of that are related to futuwa, those of like muru'a, and it also relates to the fitra of the human being. There are degrees of futuwa, different types of futuwa. A lot of this is going to come out, inshallah ta'ala, when we that look at this great book of Imam al-Sulami. And that then there are a long list of virtues course, if you think about the definition that we just discussed, is that this is a comprehensive definition, a definition that includes so many aspects of our deen. And this is why that it is really emphasized as a way of being. And that this way of being, in a sense, is diametrically opposed to what we're being taught in the modern world. But this is the way for us to bring virtue back to that a mod, the modern world. And that the individual good that exists in a lot of people, still Muslim and non-Muslim alike, is that this is a platform whereby which is that you can have a comprehensive understanding of all of those details. 
And so it comes all together in one package. And that when you learn it and you're aware of that, is that there is nothing but unadulterated good that will come from that. I want to that finish tonight quoting this passage of uh, one of the works of Imam al-Haddad, where he's talking about the murid. And the murid is someone who, that wants to draw near to Allah Taala, taken from the Quranic, that language that is mentioned in multiple times in the Quran, in the, by, in verbal form. Arada, yuridu, in different ways in the book of Allah Taala. But this is the one who, that wants to draw near to Allah. And wants to that attain istiqama and by as a result that receive the divine favor. So he says, the murid is one who is not enslaved by other than Allah, nor by events. He is one who is neither vanquished by appetites nor dominated by habits. His words are invocation and wisdom. His silence, in his silence, reflection and heeding examples. His actions precede his words and are proof of his knowledge. His inner garment is reverence and gravity. His cloak, humility and modesty. He follows truth and prefers it and rejects falsehood and denounces it. He loves the best of people and is their ally. And he detests evil people and is their enemy. Dealing with him proves him better than that which is said about him. Dealing with him proves him better than what is said about him. In keeping his company proves him better than his reputation. He helps others abundantly, but his own demands are slight. He is far from frivolousness. He is honest and trustworthy. He neither lies nor betrays, and is neither a miser nor a coward. He neither insults nor curses, is not concerned with what is not his share, and is not parsimonious with what he has. What is within him is good, so are his intentions, and there is no evil in him. He is very resolute in drawing near to his Lord, disdainful of this world, and does not repeat his errors. Whether, whether he acts or refrains is not due to his appetites. Loyalty and chivalry are his companions. Modesty and manliness his allies. He exacts everyone's rights from himself, but never seeks to exact his rights from anyone. When he is given, he thanks. When withheld, he is patient. When he commits an injustice, he repents and asks for forgiveness. When an injustice is committed against him, he forgives and pardons. And if it were only so easy just to hear that and to that all of a sudden transform and to live that way. And that when the people who came before us that said these types of things, this is how they were. This is how they lived their nights and their days. This is how they interacted with people. And people of dunya see them and will find a hundred and one ways to be able to that reproach them and to f- criticize them and find fault with them. That, and b- this is because is that the desires of worldly things has overtaken their hearts. Whereas that they see these things as that why is this person doing this or doing that? You shouldn't be letting this person do this or letting that. But this is the way these people are because they realize is that this is the way that our Prophet was, sallallahu And that's exactly what Imam Asulami does, as we will see, inshallah ta'ala, that next Thursday, is that he connects the way of Futuwa, right, as back to the Prophets. And one of the other great examples of that is the example of Sayyidina Ibrahim, where again that we have that a mention of this word, that Fatah, and may Allah ta'ala 
bless us with this great trait and way of living and being of Fatua. May Allah Ta'ala open up our hearts to be able to receive these meanings. Give us tawfiq in all of our different affairs. Ya Rabbil Alameen. We ask that all the beautiful traits of character, may Allah Ta'ala bring them to life within us and anything that is displeasing Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. All reprehensible traits, may Allah Ta'ala make that distant from us. Ya Rabbil Alameen. May Allah Ta'ala give life to our souls and to our spirits. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Bless us to give victory over our lower selves. Ya Rahman Rahim. May He give victory to the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad. May Allah Ta'ala take care of the affairs of the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad. May Allah Ta'ala have mercy upon us and upon the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad. وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم الحمد لله رب العالمين